nonprofits, let's raise more money. For this episode, we're joined by special guest Lori Zoss Kraska from The Growth Owl to talk about best practices to follow when making that initial outreach to a potential donor. Let's get right into it. We never have any like predetermined questions. We like to just get to know folks and see what we're doing that. in the space. And, mm-hmm. and we love giving information away. So thanks All so right. much for joining us today to do that. So you're welcome. Really, really fun. Well, tell us about, we don't even know where you're located. Where are you at? I am in the beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. 260? Is it 260? 216. The 216. Yeah. All right. That's right on. Yeah. I might have I might have been a part of a call center one day in the past. Oh, Who knows? You know? okay. All right. <laughs> Where I'm memorizing area codes like a weirdo, but yeah. Ooh. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh yeah, uh hey, tell us about Growth Owl. Yeah, we want to learn more for sure. Yeah, so I founded Growth Owl LLC back in 2018. And specifically okay. what we do is we help nonprofits, associations, startups any kind of purpose-driven organization, quite frankly, help tone their message, get them prepared to find funding specifically from Fortune 500 companies. And I fell into that space because I worked with PBS and NPR for about 10 years, and I headed up a team of folks that did that. I mean, we went out and found support. So if you watch Mm -hmm. PBS or listen to NPR, there's these, they're called underwriting credits support for Masterpiece comes from XYZ Corporation. Mm -hmm. So my thought was it would be great if I could take some of those principles and utilize them for all different types of organizations. And that's how Growth Owl was born. I love it. That's awesome. I'm going to jump. I want to ask you, this is really interesting because I, I, you know, we, we coach nonprofits. We work with nonprofits for free. We do it all over the country, you know, and and uh, we don't charge for anything and, and mm-hmm. I probably n- not the same thing that you do because you've got a very specific thing that you're doing, but you know, yes. really, but messaging is probably the number one oh, yes. struggle that I think nonprofits deal with. Yes. And so tell me, talk to, take us through that, how yeah. you guys help them define that. Curate that. Yeah. So actually in my book, the boardroom uh, playbook, <laughs> oh, I cool. have a yeah, whole yeah. chapter and I, I would say that if there's, We'll put a link out there for Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Put that up there. And this is great advice if you're a small nonprofit or if you're a multi-million dollar nonprofit, because I see this in all sizes. People need to acknowledge and embrace the power of brevity. And when you're talking to a corporation or quite frankly, a major donor, any type of major decision maker, it is imperative that you have a succinct but quick message. Because think about it, we live in a society of 15 second pre-rolls, half second notifications on our phones. Everything is compacted. We have been trained as a society from our phones on how we like quick information. Yet in business sometimes, when we think about proposals or presentations or even one-on-one meetings or that first email going out to someone, we tend to be a bit long-winded and it gets us in trouble. So my biggest piece of advice, again, for any size, is just kind of to follow my little three-step rule that I have, especially if you're reaching out to on via email, which is obviously Mm -hmm. a very popular way to reach out to folks. Mm -hmm. Keep it to 150 words. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What is the connection between your organization and the organization or the major donor that you're approaching? What what is it? Why are you connecting with them? And Mm -hmm. what do you want? Do you want a meeting? Do you want a follow-up email? Do you want a phone call? 
keep it brief, 150 words. And I know this is hard because that's, everything we've been That's not very many taught, words. Right? <laughs> yeah. But if you think about the people that have access to the money, these are people that don't have time to you're, read you're 500, 600 word emails. Yep. They will yeah. appreciate your brevity and it will yep. set you apart from your competitors. Yep, I love it, I love it. Less is more. That's right. That's a tagline that we use, less is more. So I, I, so I was talking to this nonprofit that I said, okay, well I said, well you've got to get your elevator spit, pitch mm -hmm. down. You know, we're talking mm -hmm. about less than 30 seconds. And yeah. I said, you know, when he starts going, I said, okay, let me redo it. 10 words, you got 10 words. In 10 words, you know, when you first meet somebody and says, hi, I'm Jason, you know, and you go, oh, hey, Lori, uh, what do you do? I help nonprofits raise more money. That's it. Because it's yeah. going to start the conversation because, you know, you talked about the attention span. I call it the goldfish syndrome. You know, we have attention span um, shorter than a goldfish. And I, I think that's such a really critical, crucial thing that you're sharing with people because, especially in this nonprofit age, because they do. I mean, mm -hmm. I get a three, I get a stack like this year in yes. stuff. Yeah, we don't need a long dissertation on what's going on. You and know it's, I mean? it's yeah, yeah. well, you know, it's okay to have something to have to learn more about it if you want to. Yes. But if you don't communicate in the first little bit, you're going to lose 90% of the people because like you said, they just don't have time. You know, I'm a voracious reader and I can't, re if I read every email that hit my inbox from soup to nuts, I wouldn't get anything done. Right. Yeah. And we're just talking about the initial, let me introduce myself. We're totally. not talking about closing. I mean, we're just yeah. the net. You just want the goal is a next activity. I love that. A call. Open the door. Another, Open exactly. The door. Yeah. So, you know, really compacting it step by step yeah. get, gets you thinking mentally more specifically and with clarity about what exactly is your intention. Your intention is not to pitch a sponsorship or to ask a major donor for $50,000 in this initial email. If that's what you're that's doing, right. my guess is your success rate is not great. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. uh, yeah. so if you think totally. of it that way, it, it takes a lot of pressure off where you feel more comfortable writing a more summarized email. Well, I don't get an opportunity to um, uh, applaud my great-grandmother on the pod very often. However, she, uh, she coined the term in my life. Uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know and how well you know them. Yes. And she also said, you sell yourself in the first 10 seconds and the first 10 words. Absolutely. I was like, holy smoke. She also said, you're limitless, you can do anything. So that's all I got from grandma right now. But great grandma. Grandma's very smart. Fact, I thought it was cool. <laughs> I took that with me forever. And we're in a relationship space. That's Our right. business is entirely predicated on relationships and not transactions. Right. Um, well, speak to that, Lori. I mean, what do you, when you're coaching folks, to do these asks and to make mm -hmm. these contacts. What do you tell them about expectation? Jason and I talk about this a lot. We talk about relationships. We talk about investing time. I'm kind of going all over the place, but kind of give us, you know, your take on that and how you coach folks in that in that department. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's obvious that before you go into a big meeting or even put a proposal together, what have you, you're doing research. And yeah. the basics, of course, you look at the website, you maybe look at the annual report, but you've got to do so much more. You've got to learn about your decision maker. Go to their yeah. LinkedIn profiles. Yeah. Uh, what's great is a lot of decision makers now are telling you more about themselves than they used to For on sure. LinkedIn because yeah. that's kind of the thing to do. They're being right? coached to do that. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. And yeah, they're yeah. saying things like, I have special interests in yeah. you know, child welfare, conservation. Yeah. Bam. I mean, you've got a yeah. connection right there where you could say, hey, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. I see that 
one of your interests aligns with my the mission of my nonprofit is there bam. Th- there's the reason I, to talk. I want to so, just stop for. Just, I want to stop. I want to. I want to yeah. just something because I really want you to. I want to dig down on this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So what you're not saying is I go look at that and find out that his the, the this CEO her kid plays soccer and I go hey Lori guess what my kid plays soccer too we ought to connect and hook up and you ought to give me money for my for my non through LinkedIn, <laughs> through LinkedIn. <laughs> right yeah because We're not, it's yeah. kind of like correct it's, it's like a cool my, tool my, but don't sell on LinkedIn is our no, is our uh, approach no. Lori uh, yeah 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 I agree you know yeah. that goes to the point we did the other day uh, Trevor uh, when I said. Get, get off of LinkedIn and start linking up. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're like, yeah. because we're, we're adamant about like, don't cold email folks through LinkedIn and sell to them on LinkedIn. You can use it as a relationship tool, as I, you said, as yeah. a research tool, yeah. a connection tool. You know what I'm saying? It's keeping us connected, not a sales platform or Correct. a strategy, right? Yes. You know, one you know? of the things that makes me, cr- and, and I remember this years ago, I had a, had a telephone company and I had a young, had a sales guy that I was out training and we walked in there and I just kind of sit there with him. He does his thing. And there's a picture of a guy, and he goes, hey, well, we've got a nice family there. I guess you like dogs. No, my wife just left me, and she took the damn dog. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And my point, my point was is don't, you gotta, you don't just pick stuff out and start just rambling about it. It's just you don't know. you got to get to know this person. And you right. know, it's like you know, you're talking about getting in their personal, but like you said. So I guess yeah. that's what I was going to say about how to find those connections whenever you're looking about how it connects, what I heard you say is how it connects to your mission. Maybe That's correct. We, you know, yes. oh, I see this person really seems to be involved in a thing. Maybe there's a connection here for me in my mission. Mm-hmm. You know? That's exactly right. Yeah, we were just talking, Jason and I um, just did a podcast recently where we were talking about like, this world is so... I think I used to call it five degrees of separation or one degree. It's kind of, it's just shrinking the separation with folks. You know what I mean? I think it's like you said, the smartphones or LinkedIn or whatever's causing that gap to shrink, you know, is happening whether we like it or not. Uh, we, we've talked about attention and being succinct and, and using the power of brevity. These are all things that we really adopt and actually cherish. So that's fantastic. Um, but it just seems like, yeah, folks, it's very easy to do that research and to find that that interconnectivity. You know what I mean? That we all have with each other because this world is shrinking by the second. <laughs> yeah, because like. you could have there could be competing organizations. And let's be honest, yes. nonprofits compete for dollars. 100%. So there could be competing or, you know, organizations. So if, if it's a tie on all ends, it's going to go back to how did you make that person feel and what was the mm. connection? So mm. if I'm able to say that, you know, I realize that based on the research that I've done, I, I see and I kind of spell out the connection I, I saw on LinkedIn that you volunteer and you're a board member for the local, you know, whichever local mm-hmm. nonprofit. Mm-hmm. If the others aren't talking about that and there's a good chance they're not then yeah. that sets you apart, especially, if, yeah. again, if there's a tie in both ends. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, it's a cool approach. I, we, we, Lori, we talk about all great stuff. Thank you. Uh, we talk a lot about mindsets. Yeah. A lot. And I know that's something that's in your dossier. Yeah. And what you coach people about. And um, we're all, we're like, I, I say that we're encouragement brokers. We're the <laughs> like ones that. that give you the, I want to give you the nudge. Yeah. Pick up the phone, create that relationship, make the ask. Don't be afraid. Some people are scared, you know whatless yeah. about doing these things. 
give us a couple, give us some feedback that folks can take with them that, you know, about like mindset and getting yourself prepared and things of that nature. Just, you know, some aha stuff maybe that we haven't heard or just stuff that you, you coach people with. Yeah. So the whole foundation of what I do in my training, I call it Mimi Mo. And mm-hmm. it stands for the mental, the message, and the motion. And in order for you to be successful, all of that needs to be aligned. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, there are days when maybe you've got the mindset going, but you just physically you're drained. Or maybe mm-hmm. there are times where, you know, physically it's tough, but your mind is just so overactive. So it's keeping those things aligned in order to be successful. You know, not only staying in a positive mindset, but are you doing the right things to create the right messaging, both verbally, mm-hmm. non-verbally, proposals, what have you? And mm-hmm. are you taking the right types of actions, right? So, you know, from Mimi Mo, you I know, the it. mental, the message, and, and the motion, right? I love it. I love you, it. You, you take that next step, and that takes you into things like self-fulfilling prophecy, which I'm a I'm a big believer in what Mm -hmm. you think about from the little things like how I think that meeting is going to go and how you what you project onto what's going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance, no matter if it's positive or negative, it's going to happen in the way you're thinking about Mm -hmm. athletes talk about this, you know, uh, lots of gurus talk about this, but I've seen it happen with my clients. So, you know, keeping a good mindset and a clear mindset is is so important and really having intention. And and the last thing I want to say about this, too, is you want to make sure you're going into your fundraising activity so it's just not a checklist. Sometimes we feel really accomplished after we have a list of things we want to do and we can check them off. But did you really do those things with intention? I would rather my clients work just on three pieces of prospects than a list of 50. You know what I mean? So those are those are some of kind of the, the key points that I really kind of encourage with my clients. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Being intentional, being deliberate. with those. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you love our podcast, click the download button, rate us, and follow us on social media at HGA Fundraising. Get out there, start fundraising, and raise more money. See you next time.